Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Good morning, friends. Great to have you for another uh, Inner Revolution podcast. Uh, these days have been very busy, uh, as you can imagine, just looking overseas into the country of the Ukraine and Russia. Uh, my wife and I have served there, uh, living on in the country for seven years back in 94 to 2002, but we've been involved with the Ukraine uh, through the Greater Grace Ministry f- since 94 to present. Uh, we were just there in 2019 and my brother pastor christian moore who planted the church uh, he was just there two months ago pre pre pre-war so the situation is really serious and it's captured my thoughts and prayers as well as yours i'm sure and uh, i wanted to get another podcast out here real quick and just say that please keep praying for the work in the ukraine um and also just the um there's been tremendous divine protection i mean the the firepower that's against the ukrainian right now ukrainians are is significant we have our people in bunkers and they're ministering to, to hundreds of people there some around the streets wisely just uh praying with people but it's intensifying and uh, russia is getting frustrated because it's not conquering the area quick enough so please keep them in prayer um on my facebook page uh, there's ways to give um, we are working with our churches in the West, uh, Ukraine, to handle the unprecedented refugee situation in Ukraine. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people are being displaced, and with our churches in Eastern Europe as well, really keep Poland, uh, Hungary, uh, Czech, uh, Germany, uh, Romania, Moldova, just keep these places in prayer as they're receiving waves of people that the gospel would be spoken to them, that care would be given to them, that they would be uh, literally, they're going to be moved all over Europe, I'm sure, but that God would comfort people and that they'd be cared for and that this uh, war would stop. I mean, it's just unbelievably bad. But my message today is not about that only, um, even though that's weighing heavy on my heart and we're seeing God move and we're seeing God, uh, God is greater than anything we face. Um, but um, I want to talk a little bit today. You know, part three of um, of this topic of coping mechanisms, and um, you know, I think a couple of points I want to bring out just quickly is when we study and enter the heart of God about certain circumstances or certain actions that we do we enter into a spiritual mood if i could use that word and i use that word mood in a positive way Uh, and i'm not talking about in our soul as we've spoken about that moods can be uh we can be moody but but we we enter into god's heartbeat if we could say maybe that's a better word of a situation and um you know when you minister to people and love on people you enter their warfare why because you're close to them you're ministering christ to them you're you're uh you're engaging with spiritual uh weaponry to um minister life love hope and forgiveness 
and you will experience people's warfare <clears throat> and your warfare may intensify. <clears throat> but when you're dealing with sin or past issues, it's so helpful to understand how God looks at those things, how God sees those things, how God uh, really understands and knows the way that you take. In Psalm 139, 1 through 10, he knows your thought afar off and he understands you better than anybody else. And when we study the heart of God, we really understand his compassion. We understand in 4.13 of Hebrews that he is a high priest that is touched by our infirmities. He is one that is touched by our pain, touched by our struggle, touched by our our difficulties, yet without sin. Yes, he has a way of escape. And I, I think sometimes in recovery and in victory, people get familiar with this point that God not only has been there, experienced what you're walking through right now, but he is also has a way of escape. And in Matthew 23, 37, there's an interesting verse <clears throat> excuse me, that says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who have killed the prophets and stoned those that I've sent you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. These words are strong today uh, in our thoughts that how often I have longed to gather you and your children. This is really the heart and nature of God is that you know, the devil wants to project shame and fear and isolation, but God is always gathering us. He's always gathering us. He's saying, please, let me take away the pain here. Let me replace it with something that is um, eternal and true. Let me take the glass out of your hand so that you don't keep cutting yourself on the same thing over and over. But the tragic thing for Jerusalem is they were not willing. They were wanting to do it themselves. And as we said last in our last cast, that there is no cure without Christ. There is just absolutely no cure. And when we do it without Christ, the, the way is prolonged, and oftentimes it gets more miserable. But I love thinking about the heart of God, like thinking about Jesus uh, traveling to the woman at the well. Uh, what was he thinking? Well, he was thinking about a woman that was in pain, emotional, emotionally um, compromised and disoriented and living out her lust patterns. And Jesus delivered her because he cared, because she was important to him. <clears throat> so when we, when we face God and in 16.8 of Psalms, we put him before our face, we learn his heartbeat towards sin, that it grieves him, that it hurts him, that it separates our fellowship with him. It doesn't, it never takes away, uh, we never can lose our salvation, of course. We know this in Romans 7, 20, that we are not our sin. And in John 10, 29, nothing can take us out of his hand. And in 8, 37 through 39 of Romans, nothing can separate us from his love because salvation is from him in Jonah 2, 9. And uh, so oftentimes, you know, when there's a relapse or a falling down, there's this question, am I saved? Or all of a sudden, we the devil begins to manipulate the thought that God somehow has changed because we have failed or we have uh, taken a step back. 
But the righteous man gets up in Proverbs 24, 16 and 17. Um, there is forgiveness in him that he may be feared in Psalm 103. Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. Forgiving ourselves and then forgiving others is like um, one happens before the other. We learn how God has forgiven us. We apply that and we forgive ourselves. And then we learn to forgive others. We let go of offenses of others. So learning God's heartbeat is really important to uh, not relapsing in this sense, but also really truly recovering where we relate to God properly and we say, God, you want to gather me. You do not want to scatter me. You are not there with a fist ready to pound on us, but you are there with open hands. You're kind to the evil and the unthankful. And just to say today that when we study the heart of God and, and enter his compassion, oh, how he is broken for you today. I think it of Peter today that denied the Lord three times. And what did Christ do? Did Christ come with a swinging sword and condemn him? No, but he looked at him with eyes of compassion. He didn't, he, actually his first encounter with Peter, he didn't say a word. He looked across the courtyard, caught Peter's eyes, and in those eyes were one of compassion and peter broke and ran and repented um, and later on god restored him jesus restored him uh, in a conversation um, so this is really uh, the heart of god today is that the devil wants to disrupt and disorient after a relapse or after a step backwards and uh, god is saying uh, repent recover with me move on, isolate, forsake, and move on from that sin. Don't make a place. Don't reminisce in your mind over and over why and how and and uh, think that somehow your sonship is in jeopardy. Well, I just want to say that uh, don't make a place for the devil, 427 of Ephesians, but also remember that there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness. The whole book of Psalm 103, the whole chapter, excuse me, of Psalm 103 is so valuable that in verse 10 through 12, he does not deal with you according to your sin. So many people think they're being punished. I mean, yes, there's chastisement and discipline uh, towards the sin, but God's compassion and love is towards the sinner. So this by no means is saying that we should uh, condone or live in sin, but what, what are we saying today? We're saying that don't make a place for it, recover quickly, uh, that resolve, grace has a resolve that when we fall, we fall forward. Uh, we're falling forward in grace. Uh, we're upheld in his grace. We are taught to deny ungodliness in 2, 8, and 10 of Titus in grace. Um, so today, whatever you're struggling with, seek the mind and heart of God. Not Don't necessarily focus on the why or I couldn't believe I did this again and gosh, I'm such a bad person, that that will just spiral you downward. But uh, focus on Christ, who Christ says that you are and that your sin is forgiven and restore fellowship with him quickly and respond to him. Be gathered by him. Look into those eyes of love today. Collapse into those arms of love today. Walk in the footsteps of love today. And uh, the evil attachment, the demonic strongholds will fall. They will fall because they are no match for 
the Bible. They're no match for truth. We, we are no match for sure. This is why we don't manage sin or we project ourselves as anything great or spiritual, but we hide and abide in the arms in the heart of God. So today, ask yourself, what does God think about me today? What does God think about my sin today? What does God think about um, this struggle? And uh, <clears throat> just to say that God is present, he's ready, he's available, he's a present help in time of need, he loves you, his unconditional arms of love, his everlasting arms are under you today, and he will bring you through. And let's just go positive and relate to who God is today, and uh, get yourself out of your head, get out of your heads today. Uh, don't focus on yourself today, uh, really focus on who he is. Let him give you the victory. And I love this in 2.20 of John, 1 John, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart, for he knows all things. That's so true. We don't know all things. We are so fixated on our own stuff, but he will perfect that which concerns you today in 138.8 of Psalms. Be encouraged today. Let your focus be upward today and uh, recovery is moment by moment. Restoration is moment by moment. Reconciliation is moment by moment. Let's have the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, condemnation does not work. It just paralyzes. Self-analysis brings paralysis. So let's look upwards today. We don't have to live in justification or reasons why we're, we're doing what we're doing. We just simply say, Lord, uh, teach me your way in 25.8 of Psalms. Uh, let me know your heart today in 3.10 of Philippians. I count everything I'm known as loss in 3.8 of Philippians uh, so that I might gain the excellency of the knowledge of you. If this is our focus, then victory is eminent. God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.